I wonder if you've thought much about making plans. You know, we all have to plan in this world. Indeed, we have to make plans for business, for our family, for our careers. Churches have to plan. All sorts of plans are going on all the time around us. Indeed, probably every day we do something in the nature of planning. In fact, those who don't plan are those who get themselves into serious trouble. We have to plan. God, of course, is the one in whose image we have been created. And God is a planning God who plans his work, then works his plan. The plan of God was, for example, to send Jesus Christ, who, in his plan, was slain from the foundation of the world. Long before the world itself was created, God had planned to send his Son as the Lamb of God who would shed his blood for guilty sinners. Remarkable, isn't it? Mind-boggling, isn't it, when you think about God planning from all eternity for our salvation, planning to give himself in the person of his Son to guilty rebels who would turn their backs against his will and his word and go astray in their own ways. Hard to believe and hard to understand, but it was there. God was planning. Now we're creatures who must plan because we are made in that image of God. And we do plan. We plan our business, our families, our careers, our church, and so on. Stop, says James. Stop. Stop this moment. All your planning, stop it right where you are. Don't go a bit further. Stop and think seriously about what you're doing when you lay plans. Because unlike God, we can't plan the way he plans. When God lays a plan, that's it. It's settled. It's finished. He never has to change it. His plans are immutable. That means unchangeable. His plans are absolutely certain. They will go his way. He's God. Whatever he plans happens. But we're not like that. We're not God. So before you go any further, James says, stop. Consider how you plan. Let me give you some advice, some critical information, some important ways that you must plan as a Christian, if your plans are going to be pleasing to God. Let's read James 4, verses 13 through 17, where he gives us this critically important information about planning. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we shall go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to one who knows the right thing to do and doesn't do it, to him... It is sin. 
Now let's get it very clear as to what James is saying here. Many of these Jewish people to whom he was writing were traveling merchants. And he uses the figure of the merchant who is laying his plans for his business. And the merchant says, well now today or tomorrow we'll go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit and then we'll move on somewhere else and we'll uh, spend our time there. We'll pick up certain wares at such and such a place on our way and then come back and, and uh, we'll trade those or sell those and so on and so on and so on. He's laying his plans for years ahead. Come now, James says. You can't do that. You can't do that. Why not, says the merchant. If you have become a Christian, you know what the Bible says about your life. And the first thing that James says about our lives is this. Your life is very short. There's no evading James's question. What is your life? Men try, and temporarily they often succeed. They go to a funeral, and there they're faced very abruptly with the fact that life is short. That very body of that person who was sitting next to them at work just yesterday or the day before now lies lifeless in that coffin. That body which, which breathed and, and worked alongside of them and spoke words to them no longer breathes, no longer moves, no longer speaks a sound. There it is lying there among the flowers. And as they sit through that short funeral service, they realize that they too will soon, sooner than they realize, maybe even tomorrow, be there. But then suddenly the cold air hits their faces as they leave the graveside. And they turn on the radio as they get into their automobiles and, and listen to some of the latest pop music and the whole thought of death and the transitoriness of death, the shortness of life is swept immediately from their minds. And so they have succeeded for a while now to cover it up with flowers and music. But every once in a while the truth rings out. And each year of their lives as the pains begin to increase in their bodies and as they begin to see loved ones disappear, old faces go Change takes place in their community. Children are, grow up and then leave the home. Each year it becomes harder to turn out and turn off the fact that life is short. The bell peals louder each year. And there's only one conclusion that men can reach, and that's the same conclusion that James reaches, that life is a vapor, a mist, a puff of smoke that's here, and we see it and it's gone just as quickly as it came. How true, how true it is. Just take out the family snapshot album, the slides or the movies, project them on the screen, and look how the fashions are outdated. Look how small they were. Laugh, but also weep, because life is short. Only yesterday, it seems, you talked with mom and dad. Now they smile at you only with the silent lips that you can see on a faded old photo. Childhood's fondest memories to the oldest person listening today are just like last week's crumpled newspaper, gone and nobody cares. Emotionalism, you say. Not so. 
He is emotional, not rational, who denies the brevity of life. It's not emotional to face this truth. It's emotional to hide from it. So life is short. And that's the first important thing to know in learning to plan as a Christian. You plan with that knowledge and that fact clearly in view of all of your plans. You may never reach tomorrow. You may die before tomorrow comes. You may never see the light of another day or the rising of another sun. God wants you to recognize that as a Christian when you make your plans. That's the first thing. In the broadcast to come, we'll tell you about other things that James says are important. Lord, help us to realize in all our plans that life is short, we pray for Jesus' sake. Amen.